Hey guys. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Our Lives, Our Perspective. And today I'm with one of my friends, Eden. Hi. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Fine. Eden chose her topic today. And do you want to tell? What is it? We're going to be talking about mental health and relationships. So, first of all, what is your definition of like a good relationship between two people a good relationship can be so many different things to so mm -hmm. many different people yeah but i think that i like a dynamic where you both maintain your individuality but you grow together support each other and you know that there's someone like always in your corner even yeah. if you don't have to lean on them mm -hmm. and do you feel like because today i feel like a lot of people are like dealing with mental health and everything do you see yourself being in a relationship with someone who's not good mentally, like hated, depressed, or anxious, or anything that is like around mental health, but it's not in a good way? Yeah. So I'm a little bit of an anxious person myself, mm -hmm. and I found that I almost feel comforted by people who tend to be a little bit neurotic because it's like, oh, they're like me. They understand me and they can yeah. validate me. But... It does become tricky when you meet someone who's struggling with a deep depression. Yeah. Because you don't know how you can best care for them. And mm -hmm. a lot of times with depression, there's not much that an outside person can do besides just offer their presence. And that's yeah. not always enough. Yeah. Because me, myself, I really don't know. Like, I really can't answer that question. Because I feel like you can't really understand if you're not in that space and mm -hmm. uh, you know the show insecure yes i love Issa Rae. yes it's the main guy oh yeah he was definitely in a little bit of a depression and it made him a little insecure i think because he saw Issa doing so well and he mm -hmm. wasn't yeah but he didn't necessarily voice his concerns to her they kind of just let it be an elephant in the room and I think that if you are struggling with mental health and you are going to be in a romantic relationship with someone, both parties owe it to each other to talk about it. Yeah, because so. her, she was, I mean, she was mainly the one doing everything, like yeah. cooking, bringing the money, mm -hmm. paying for everything. It was doing absolutely nothing. And at some point, she cracked and she was yeah. like... And cheated. <laughs> and cheated. <laughs> and cheated. That was yeah. the main thing, cheated. So yeah. I just feel like you can't really know if you're not in that situation but when you see the show insecure me myself i was like no like yeah. i can't like and i can't see myself because i'm the type of person who's like i don't want to put someone i mean i don't want to be in a relationship with someone if i'm not good mentally and mm. i don't want to be in a relationship with someone who is not good mentally because i yeah. don't want i mean i'm gonna want to do some stuff and you're mm. not going to want to do that like yeah. i see i want to travel i want to have fun and you're like no I want to sleep. I want yeah. to do this. So you couldn't do it. Mm -mm. Okay, let me ask you this: What if you start dating someone you really like them? Everything's great. You fall in love, and they start to have a depressive episode. Oh my god! I'm gonna stay, obviously, because I have feelings. That person's that's gonna be difficult because you already know the good side. Because I just mm -hmm. feel like when you're in a relationship, you're obviously gonna have the good sides and mm -hmm. the bad sides. You don't know what the future is going to be. That's true. So I can't really see myself and be like, oh, I'm in a relationship with this person and is having a bad moment. I'm like, oh, bye. I'm going to see you <laughs> when you're going to be good again. Yeah. So, but that really depends because, okay, let's see that you're going through a rough part for a moment. But when it comes like a regular thing, 
Mm. When that's, it becomes the normal. Yes, that's going to be difficult to yeah. stay there because I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. You are not in a part of your life that you want to be happy. So at some point, I don't want to like cut myself from being happy and discovering new things because mm-hmm. you don't want to. I mean, I do have feelings for you and I'm going to do everything in my power to help you. But at some point when I see that you are not going well, I can't stay there. Because yeah. your mental health would start affecting mine at some point. Yes, especially if you're that close. Like in the show, they lived with each other. Depends. Like, let's see if we're like both living in our different apartments. That is really interesting to think of. And mental health is so personal to each person that even if you're doing everything you can to intervene, mm-hmm. if that person isn't receiving it or they just aren't getting better, yeah, you can't keep extending yourself because at the end of the day, you owe it to yourself to be happy. Before being in that relationship, you are someone apart from everything. Mm-hmm. Like You deserve to be happy. You deserve to do something. So I just feel like sometimes people, since they're in a relationship, they feel like they need to stay in that situation because they love the person. They had plans with that person. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like let yourself go away and mm-hmm. just be like, concentrated on that person so they just like let your dreams and everything go by because they love that person but like i say like sometimes love is not enough love is definitely not enough and sometimes when you let yourself go and you're conscious of it you know deep down like oh i'm not fulfilling my goals and my dreams you start to look at the person and become a little resentful because you feel like you're giving everything and you're not getting anything in return. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's like important to talk about mental health with your partner like from the very beginning? Like maybe him letting you know that, oh, sometimes I'm having those depressions moments where I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not feeling good mentally or I need to be alone. Like, for. Well, I think Insecure is really the show of this episode. Like, they were having their thing, and it just disappeared like that. Oh, yeah. I think mental health is important to talk about from the beginning, but you have to, or you don't have to do anything. But I think it's valuable to address it with a level of seriousness that matches the seriousness of the relationship. Okay. So if you're on your third date and you're still getting to know this person... Maybe don't talk about your deepest, darkest moments. Facts. But if you are anxious, just be like, oh, like, I'm really nervous on this date right now. And honestly, I tend to get nervous when I really care about something. And drop those hints because it opens up the conversation to talk about coping mechanisms. Because not everyone's going to deal with anxiety or depression or bipolar disorder. But there's a spectrum and there are different levels and it's important to know, okay, this person might deal with this, but if they can cope with it in a healthy way, Mm -hmm. it's not going to negatively impact the relationship. And that's something that's important to know before you get very serious with someone. Yeah. You just bring something really important, like the bipolar disorder. What do you think about it? Like being in a relationship with someone who's like having that disorder because I just feel like it's a really big disease if I can say 
someone is just having like it's like so many personalities for just yeah. one person yeah like sometimes i ask myself because you know sometimes people don't even know they have that yeah until they have like a crazy ass episode and mm-hmm. they're like the hell is happening to me like <laughs> two on? minutes ago i was yeah. this good and yeah. two minutes later i'm like this crazy person mm-hmm. like just imagine like you are with this person you are like together for like mm-hmm. a moment now and it just got like the result that oh you have bipolar disease it's i don't know yeah i think it depends on if they're getting help and how they're getting help mm-hmm. because if they're taking a if they're taking it upon themselves to go to therapy, get a diagnosis, and get treatment, and they're managing it well, then it's something that they live with, but it doesn't control their lives. Whereas a lot of times with unmedicated mental illness, it can become something that affects you every second of every day, and that's in turn going to affect how you relate to people romantically. Mm-hmm. And that can put a huge burden on a relationship. So if someone is managing it and they're moving through life and they're doing as well as they can Mm -hmm. then that's one thing and i think i'd be sympathetic to that oh me honestly (laughs) i don't know like i really don't because i bo like i think now since they're like medication and i just feel like okay sometimes you may have like i just feel like with bipolar disorder you have like two kind of people there's like one type of person will be like, oh, I'm taking my meds, everything mm-hmm. is fine. And there will be the other type was like, not down for that. You will be like, oh, I'm going to control it myself. Or he's yeah. not taking his med at all. So I think it really depends on the person. And if you're dating someone and they're having bipolar episodes that are causing them to treat you badly, then that's probably a sign that they're not for you. And I'm a firm believer that there is someone for everyone there is someone. Oh, for real? Yeah. Like, You're a believer of that? Yes, because, you know, I might not be able to handle, for a lack of a better word, mm-hmm. what someone is doing, but there will be another person who can be more empathetic and compassionate to their issues. There will always be a person who will, like, be able to deal with that kind of stuff. It might not be you, but it might be someone else, but... I don't know. Like, sometimes I feel like each and everyone has a person. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like maybe sometimes you have to, like, go through a lot of people before meeting that person. I just feel like it's tiring. <laughs> like, for real. Like, just give me my person. and Like, why are you giving me so yeah. many breakups and all of that for me to find a person? Like I feel like the breakups... This is going to sound horrible. But in some ways, the breakups are the best part. Because think about the growth and all of the new things you've learned after each breakup in your life. Yeah, but I don't see myself crying every night over a guy. So (laughs) how is that the good part? (laughs) I guess, okay, breaking up doesn't mean crying over them every single night. Facts, too. I think when someone comes into your life... And they play a big role, like a boyfriend boyfriend role, mm-hmm. and then they're gone. It really does make you look back and introspect and think, what went right? What went wrong? Mm-hmm. How am I different? How did I grow as a result of this person? How did I grow independently of this person? And then you take that into your next relationship. Like, if you were to meet your person that is just 
going to be with you forever mm -hmm. at the age of 15. Do you really think that you would have treated them properly and, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think I could say this <laughs> personally. Because <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know, like, it's definitely something else for some people because me... For real, like, I can... Because I've seen some relationship with people that were like, oh, they've been together since they're, like, 14. Oh, and they're, like, married today at, like... 19. Like, yeah, 19. <laughs> or they're married today, like... Because I can, like, I'm the type of person who's like, well, if I found my match, like, I'm, like, 20, 21... Mm -hmm. I can literally get married. Like, I don't care. Are you serious? Yeah. I can't. Like, every time I'm saying this, everyone is just looking at me like... <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I can't. Really? Yes. I mean, that, for me to take that kind of decisions, it will mean that I will, like, think about mm -hmm. it. I know the person for real, for real. Yeah. It's not like I just woke up in the morning and I'm like, oh, babe, let's get married. Yeah. No. It's really because I know the person and I know that, oh, well... This is my match. Mm -hmm. And like I said, you don't, you never know what the future holds. You can get divorced. You can get married now and get divorced in five years. Let's hope that's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case. But I wanted to say is like, I see those relationships where the people were like together for like 14, since 14. Mm -hmm. And they're like 21, 30 today. And they're like married, blah, 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 and having kids. And me, I'm like, I don't know if I will be able to do that. Because I just feel like... We need to go through... No, I'm not going to... break. Maybe the heartbreak. <laughs> but, like, not. I'm not going to say as many relationships as you can have. Mm -hmm. That's not... I'm not yeah. telling you to have, like, 10 relationships. But I just feel like I don't want to be close in, like, with someone for, like, so many years. I don't know if you get what I'm trying no, to say. No, I know what you mean. And I think, like, when you start dating someone at a really young age especially if it's your first relationship, you don't really know what love looks like because you're finding your way. And the most common trope is to just attach yourself to that person and they become part of every aspect of your life. And in a way, it stunts you emotionally. Mm -hmm. And this person just becomes an extension of you. Yeah. And you probably won't reach your fullest potential. I mean, of course, there are some people that meet at 14, get married at 19, and they live happily ever after. But for most people, that is just not the case. No. And I had a Spanish teacher in high school that told me that you need to fall in love five times. I heard that before. Yeah, I don't know if five times sounds like a... <laughs> that sounds, sounds like a lot. That's a lot of love to give. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of love to give. That's a... Whew. But... I think there's value in that because each love really does bring new ideas and each person you connect with on that deep of a level changes you. For real. That's one thing for sure. And it brings you one step closer to the kind of person you're going to be when you do meet your match. Yeah. Because for sure, like, when you're getting out of a relationship, you're always, like, taking something from it. Always. It might be worse it might be good because i'm one of the believers that they're not it's not all the breakups that are bad oh yeah not at all because me me i'm the type of person is like okay if i'm in a relationship with someone and things are not working out i don't want to get out of that relationship in a bad way oh 100 percent. especially if there's love there i think there's so much value in leaving while things 
Like, you don't necessarily have to wait until it gets ugly to leave. Because you know deep down that if the things you're fighting about are things that just can't change... Yeah. It's okay to say it's time to part ways. We're just never going to work. You can't fit a circle into a square. Yeah. And if you try to do that, things can get toxic fast. Yeah, because I just feel like everyone just want to be like, oh... I'm never going to talk to this person again. I've been a, me. I'm the type of person who's like, oh, we had because at the end of the day, you shared some things with that person. Mm-hmm. You had a deep connection. That person knows things about your life that the yeah. others don't. So I don't see myself having or had that kind of relationship with someone, and I see him in the mall. And I can't even say hi. <laughs> Are you friends with your ex boyfriends? I can say that all the guys I talk to. We are in a good place. place yeah. Like, I can talk to them normally. Like, I think if things end respectfully, it, there's nothing wrong with, you know, being on good terms. And that doesn't mean talking every day to the person. But just <laughs> That's mean, a different thing. Just be but like, maintaining a level of, like, cordial mm-hmm. interaction so. is healthy, I think. How do you feel about being your partner's primary emotional support system? in a relationship that's a tricky one it's primary it's it's a lot yeah it's a lot it's a big weight to bear and i feel like at this point in my life i am in a truly selfish time in the sense totally that, bro that's that what I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm worried about my routine my grades my future everything is my 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 Mine. because the decisions i make now I'm going to affect the future. Inform the quality of my life 10 years from now and 20 years from now. And so knowing that if I encountered someone with severe mental struggles, even if I liked them a lot, I would have to have the self-control. I can't be the person that you need me to be, you know. Mm -hmm. But if I'm married or if I'm in a serious relationship and I'm in a place where I can support the person, I think that I'm the type of person that would. I just don't think I'm that type of person right now. Yeah, that's, yes, that's the thing. Not right now. Not right now. Because I just feel like, like you say, we are in our early 20s. Like, we want to have fun. We want to travel. I don't see myself, like, right now having a boyfriend who will call me at 3 a.m. Like, I don't know, maybe crying and be like, oh, babe, I don't know what's happening to me. And I'm literally at a party or I'm in a nightclub. Like, how am I going to, <laughs> how am I going to handle this now? Yeah. And I think I could handle that every once in a while, but someone that has like chronic issues, I don't think would be cut out for someone like me because they would probably feel so invalidated by me because I'd be worried about myself. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, "Why doesn't she show up for me?" <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I think it's really the twenties. It's really like the twenties area. Mm-hmm. It's really the twenties area. We're more focusing on ourselves. We are trying to find who we are. And it's, like, difficult to find who you are when you're with someone who's not good mentally. Exactly. Because when you're in a relationship where you're both good mentally and you both can grow on your own, even if you're not in a relationship and you're just existing happily peaceful and each day you're becoming, you know, more of who you're going to be forever, you invite the type of person that's meant for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're constantly looking back and focusing on other people and other people's mental states, you probably just won't move forward at the pace that you need to. Definitely. I think I have a fear of, like, 
not reaching my fullest potential and then just having to settle for the rest of my life. Me too. That's, I dream about that. Like, (laughs) I'm like... It's a nightmare. Like, oh no. I'm just like, no. I need to, I think it's that suppression. Like, you want to succeed. Like, Mm -hmm. and you're just like, damn, imagine. Like, sometimes I just, imagine I'm not rich in the future. Like, what is my life going to look like? Imagine staying up for a test, studying until four in the morning, and then it doesn't pay off in your future i couldn't imagine going to college and you know waking up at 6 a.m to take the bus to campus every day like i've done this semester and it not paying off in the future it has to pay off i will go crazy <laughs> like i will really go crazy i would go crazy and i'd be kicking myself because imagine you date a guy at you know 20 years old who you have to like constantly be there for because they struggle with mental health and let's say you break up just because you weren't meant for each other a couple of years later. And think about all of the missed opportunities that happened as yeah. a result of that relationship. You don't want to look back with regret. But at the same time, like, I don't want to look at myself and think that I'm just stone cold, selfish. Everyone move to the wayside, you yeah. know? There has to be a balance. I don't know if I've figured it out yet, though. Me too, I haven't. I haven't because there's, like, a really balance to find between your relationship being your own person and having your success Mm. just like for me it's like really very different things and it's hard because like we're at that weird age where it's like yes we're young enough to where relationships aren't taken seriously but we're also old enough to where having a boyfriend and bringing a boy home in your 20s like your family looks at them as if like oh this is a marriage candidate (laughs) and if you're dating someone casually you don't incorporate them into major aspects of your life you keep them separate you keep work and school Mm -hmm. and then johnny on the side you know johnny Johnny on the the side side. (laughs) but in a serious relationship johnny becomes the person that supports you so that you can excel even more in work and school Mm -hmm. and it's like when do you incorporate him into your life like that when do you know that you can trust him and sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith and get hurt i'm not the leaping type (laughs) yeah i thought of a mental health question if you're having like an episode um how would you want your partner to be there for you like how would you expect someone you're in a relationship to show up if i'm like having like maybe a depression episode depression episode and anxiety attack any type of mental health issue or just you're you're stuck in a rut. I don't know. Because I'm someone like, I'm exactly like you. I'm having like, I'm someone who's like having a lot of anxiety. Anxiety attacks sometimes. Panic attacks every time. So I really don't know. Because I really don't know how to communicate my emotions with people. Mm-hmm. Like I really don't know. Not just emotions. Communication in general. Like, I really don't know how to communicate with people. And that's something I'm working on. But if I'm, like, having an episode, I I just feel like, for me, personally, I will want that person to just, like, let me be alone for a moment. Okay. Like, I don't want that person to ask me so many questions. What do you want? Do you want to eat? Do you want to mm-hmm. do this? Because that's just going to make me much anxious than okay. I'm already hard. So I'm just going to be that person. Okay, you know what? Give me 24 hours. And That's I would try my best to go to come back and be yeah. normal. But for me, I'm just, I don't want to be alone. 
You don't want to be alone? I want to be alone. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's why I'm telling you I want my partner to give me 24 hours. That's interesting. I think it takes a lot of humility and vulnerability to talk about your emotions as you're feeling them. Kind of realize that. Because it's easy to say, or not easy, but it takes a certain like baseline level of vulnerability to say, you hurt me. Um, but I'm over it now, but just letting you know that you hurt me. Mm-hmm. Versus the vulnerability that it takes to say, you hurt me, and I'm still hurt right now. And it's the same way in a mental health episode. It's one thing to say, text someone, hey, I'm unreachable at the moment, just you know, give me my space. Mm-hmm. Versus, can you hold me while I'm crying? That takes a lot of vulnerability and a lot of trust. That's an interesting point. Because I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I like to be by myself, but I also feel if I'm having a moment, I notice that I am cheered up mm-hmm. by people. Yeah. If I'm alone, I'll get over it. But if I'm around people, I'll get over it faster. Yeah. And I find comfort too. in just being around people. Yeah. Because I think me, it's also the fact that I don't like vulnerability. I don't like I asked yourself why no never (laughs) like I don't know like I don't want to cry in front of people that makes me really sick to my stomach like I don't want to cry in front of people like any type of emotions that are like weird I don't (laughs) weird I don't want it everyone has those emotions like I don't see like I want to be around people when I'm happy, when I'm in a good state. I don't want to be around people crying, be angry. Like, for me, those emotions are the kind of emotion I want to keep for myself. Interesting. My mom always says that when you're happy, have your friends. But when it's time to cry, cry alone. And I could not disagree more. I mean, I struggle with it because when I cry, I do want to cry alone. But there is something so valuable in having vulnerability and being fully seen because if someone's only seeing the happy side of you that's one thing too then they're only seeing half of you and they're only accepting half of you Mm -hmm. but there's something so warming and so fulfilling about being like oh this person knows the good the bad and the ugly and they still love me even i mean in romantic relationships yes but also in friendships too i'm gonna work on that too (laughs) Because I can tell you, like, I can tell you what problem I have. I can yeah. tell you that, oh, right now I'm not really good. But I'm crying is something else. I'm the same it's way. like another level. It's like, bro, I'm crying in front of my mom, in front of my dad, yeah. in front of my brother. But, like, crying. Yeah. Like, just for example, like, on my birthday, my brother gave me something. And I was like super excited i started crying and like one of our friends was there and they like got out i was like oh i don't want you to see me crying oh it was tears oh. of joy and you still didn't want to no okay so is it more about like how you're perceived like you want to be perceived as someone who's more like composed yeah i think i really think it's that because like how do you explain that even tears of joy you don't want people to see it like it's I feel like that's really common in, like, a lot of African households. Like, you're taught to put your best foot forward and don't do anything that can be used against you. And vulnerability is something that can be thrown in your face. I guess we have to work on communication, emotions. (laughs) I think we just have to work on everything. 
I just feel like we just need to work to be like the best of ourselves for us, like primary for mm-hmm. the family and after for your partner. Like, because yeah. if you're good inside you and everything is going well, you being in a relationship that would just like help you grow more. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like people, I'm one of the person who's like, I really need to be good yeah. in my life, which is like in school, family, everything in my life. Of course, nothing is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like you will always have those moments when you're like, oh, I'm down mentally, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I just feel like you need to be good. Like let's say like 85%, 85%. before like going in a relationship. And really learn yourself and know what makes you feel bad. Like I've noticed that if I'm really anxious, I'll go on my phone because to take my mind off of it, quote unquote. However, being on my phone and just going through fast paced media almost makes me feel worse because it's like I'm already, you know, jittery and jumpy and anxious. And then I'm going through TikToks where it's a new video every five seconds. That's just speeding up my brain even more. Mm hmm. And that's something I have to be aware of for myself. And if I'm going to be involved with another person, I need to know, like, what makes me good, what makes me not so good, so that I can put my best foot forward to the world. Yeah. I think we're just going to end on that now. Like, just be good mentally, be there for your partner, know who you are before entering a relationship. Yeah. Like, don't go in a relationship and discover yourself there. Mm -hmm. No, because then you're discovering... A version of you that's with that person, not actually yourself. I think we're just going to end up that. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs>